the Eagles and the Cowboys. Finishing up the Eagles 2016 season on Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. So on this Eagles 360, we're going to talk about the state of the Eagles and the state of the playoff-bound Dallas Cowboys. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Dave Spadaro, along with the Hall of Famer, Mr. Mike Quick. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Dave. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit, but I, I want to point out something I wrote today. October 30th, Eagles, 13 minutes left in the game, a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter against the Dallas Cowboys, and then the season changed. Hmm. Agree? It did change then, yeah. But it's a young team. You know, we... You know, we had such high expectations because of what they did early in the season. And everyone, I think all of us, we all got on it. We got on the windswagon. We got on to what the Eagles were doing. And I think our expectations got kind of out of whack. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. All right. But first, let's get you caught up with everything happening at the Novacare Complex today. A lot of press conferences, a lot of activity. The final Wednesday of this Eagles season. Alex Smith, our 360 update. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. The Eagles back on the practice field as they prepare for the regular season finale on Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. And the big question for the Eagles defense is who are they going to see on Sunday in terms of if Dallas is going to play their starters and if so, how long will they play? Today we heard from some members of the Eagles defense on preparing for all scenarios on Sunday. Um, I mean, it's not really tough because Dallas is going to do what they do. Uh, it don't matter who's in there, they're going to run the ball. And they're gonna, um, you know, they're gonna try to, you know, run behind their line and try to get this game over with as quick as they can. So I think it's gonna be a lot of running. It's gonna be physical. We just gotta go out there and play. Uh, we're expecting to see their starters. Um, anybody else who comes in, uh, we'll just suggest to. You know, we're we're going into it thinking we're playing starters, and you know that's the matchup, obviously that that we would like. You know, we we want to play everybody at their best, and uh, we understand the situation, but. You know, it is, it is what it is. That's their decision. Um, and we'll, I guess we'll see. Meanwhile, last night, the Eagles placed running back Ryan Matthews on injured reserve, meaning that they have just two healthy running backs on the active roster in Darren Sproles and Byron Marshall. Today, inside the locker room, we heard from Marshall as he gets ready for more of an expanded role in the regular season finale. I think so. I think so. You know, he's been here all season and uh, went through camp with us and uh, very familiar with uh, offensively what we're doing. And been in on all the meetings and uh, Deuce uh, does a great job of getting those guys prepared so um, his role obviously will, will pick up uh, a little bit more this week. Ah, it's good, you know what I'm saying, uh, that's what I've been wanting all year so the fact that it's finally here, uh, I'm just trying to make the most of it. Yeah, I mean, go out there, try to get better every day, um, execute the plays, make sure we run them right um, and just try to transfer that over to Sundays and, you know, do the same thing. And finally, we'll close things out with an injury update. According to head coach Doug Peterson, no Allen Barber or Jordan Matthews today at practice. Barber's dealing with a hamstring injury while Jordan Matthews recovers from an ankle injury. We will have a full injury report as well as all of our press conferences from earlier today right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Alex, thank you so very much. When we get into the show here, we'll take a look uh, at the Dallas Cowboys as they kind of relate to the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll do some of our stats only as we do every week. But we will return on Eagles 360 with a visit. Defensive backs coach Corey Unlin. His group gave up a lot of acreage on Thursday night to the New York Giants. But they had three interceptions, one return for a touchdown. And at the end of the day, the Eagles beat the Giants. We talked to Corey Unlin about that performance and about his secondary in general when we come back. 
This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring Filet-O-Fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Be noisy. Be silent. Be near. Be far. Be joyful. Be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. We are here with Eagles defensive backs coach Corey Unlin. And we look back to Thursday night. The Eagles gave up a lot of acreage to the New York Giants, but only one touchdown pass allowed, Corey. And before we get into the big-picture conversation here, let's talk about the approach on Thursday. Obviously, it was to, I mean, I don't think bend but not break is the right term. How would you describe it? Uh, yeah, he's just going to throw the ball. He doesn't hold on to it. So you can blitz, as Jim would say, you can bring everybody in the back end and blitz all 11 guys. Ball's coming out. Even if they didn't block one guy, the ball's coming out. So you got to mix it up, and I think Jim's done a good job of that all year, understanding the quarterbacks and how to attack them. And I would not say bend but don't break, but we're going to play coverage and make him throw that ball into places he doesn't want to, and hopefully you can get him to make a mistake. And I wouldn't say he made that many mistakes last or on uh, on uh, Thursday night, but we ended up uh, with some balls in our hands, which obviously was huge. It's been a while since we've made enough plays to help win a game, and uh, guys were ready to play. Short week, like they always are. Uh, it was just good to see them go out there and make some plays so we could end up finishing the game. Malcolm Jenkins really came up big in that game and has come up big repeatedly this season. How has he played this year? Uh, he's, I think he's played just like he always plays. Um, been obviously productive in there. I would say he probably doesn't have as many opportunities around the football as he did last year, uh, even though he's played in the nickel since Ron Brooks got hurt, obviously, but um, he's played at a high level. Uh, obviously, it was great to see him. I mean, fast start to the game. Two tackles, ends up making a huge third down stop on the first third down of the game. They tried to pick him yep. with Odell in there, slid right through, great play, and then obviously two plays later on the next drive, he ends up picking that ball off to go to the house. And then uh, Watt obviously gets hurt with the concussion protocol. He's out. Then he's got to slide back and play safety. Ends up making two plays back there as the safety, um, one of them for an interception. Big knockdown on the other play that they tried to throw to Odell up the sideline. So um, he's played well. Uh, nothing's changed for him. Are there a lot of safeties in this league who can also slide into the nickel? 
Uh, I think it's going that way, the way that the you know offenses are trending with all the wideouts on the field every snap. I mean, we're not playing that much base defense anymore. So um, if you want to keep base out there and be able to you know play your defenses and not have to sub every time that they sub, then most of them, I think it's trending that way. There's still obviously some, I guess, typical box safety guys in the league, but it's hard because as soon as an offense knows you have a guy like that, they're going to find a way to put him in a bad spot. Corey, the Eagles were really excited when – Rodney McLeod joined the team to pair with Malcolm. Yep. Has it gone as you hoped it would go? Uh, yeah, I think it has. Absolutely it has. Uh, those guys fuel each other. They, they compete every single day with each other. Great in the meeting room. Um, he's a smart, smart player. Uh, plays great in the deep part of the field. Can tackle in the open field. Uh, and I think that their, both of their mindsets and their IQ um, has been a great, great just mix. Not only for those two, but for the entire room, for everybody else. Uh, they both keep me on top of my game at all times. Um, so it's been great. Uh, blessed to have them. At the cornerback position, really a group that plays hard, that battles. How would you kind of assess what you've seen through 15 games? Uh, we, we, I mean, we only got one left here, but uh, they're going to come out and they're going to play hard. Obviously, it hasn't been perfect. Um, given up some plays, uh, haven't made enough plays. Uh, We've obviously been in a lot of these games, and I think the biggest difference was just in that little stretch there where, not a little, that five-game stretch, uh, we had some opportunities to make plays, we couldn't make them. And then hence, you don't end up winning the game there at the end of, of a couple of those. And um, I would say this, uh, obviously when you look at the record, and you're, you, it's hard to say like, yeah, it's panned out the way we wanted it to, but um, I wouldn't ask for anybody else out there right now. Those guys have played hard. We needed to make some more plays, and we just didn't in that stretch. And um, that's why I think it was it was great for us as a room and for those players to go out there and make some plays uh, on Thursday night and help us win that game. Let's talk about a couple of players individually. If you can kind of overview how they've mm-hmm. played this year, Leotis. Yeah, how's he done? Uh, he's done good. Um, he's obviously given up some plays. Obviously, the play that he would want back and we would all want back would be the one against uh, obviously Washington when it went over his head. He's done a good job of of competing all year. Obviously, he ended up getting us back into that game after he gave that one up with the pick six and then kind of turned that game around for us, gave us a chance at the end. Um, I like him. He's a smart cat, um, works hard every single day. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. But I'm pleased where he's at. Obviously, I don't ever want to see a ball go to his head for a touchdown like that. But the best thing about him is that nothing, nothing affects him. Right back to the sideline, by the time I got to him, a minute later, uh, I said, hey, man, you, you just got to let that go. And he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Hmm. And then he goes out there four plays later and ends up picking a ball off for a right. touchdown. So um, I think we all, obviously, as we look back on it, could be better at some point during the season. Uh, but he's he's done a good job, especially in the room and helping everybody else. So How about Nolan Carroll? Uh, no one's battled all year. Uh, good. I'm proud of him. He's um, giving up some plays. He's uh, just like everybody else. You know, I think we were just kind of inconsistent there at times. But... I wouldn't want anybody else out there either than Nolan. Uh, obviously, huge fourth down play there at the end of the game. Um, would have liked to have seen that be the end of it, but we ended up going back out there and had to make a play there, obviously, with uh, Terrence Brooks at the end. But um, Nolan's the same guy. You know him. Mm-hmm. I mean, shows up every single day. Doesn't matter what happens. Works, grinds, does what he can to get better every single day. And um, Again, same as everybody else. Obviously, love to see him make some more plays. Kind of defines what a true professional is. Comes back from that injury and really blessed. is there every day, right? Yeah. Blessed for all those guys in that room. They're yeah. blessed, yeah. And then Jalen Mills, who's played 60-plus percent of the snaps, has really learned a lot for a seventh-round draft pick being thrown into the fire. Yeah, I'm proud of him. I mean, he's grown every single day he's been here. Obviously, got you know when Brooks, he got hurt. <clears throat> he got thrust in there, never blinked. He has not been perfect by any means. Um, 
ended up playing outside with that rotation that we've had with all three of those guys moving in and out at corner. And then obviously Jalen Watkins gets hurt. Um, he's been taking snaps in practice still at the nickel every one, not a lot, but some. And uh, he hopped back out there, didn't even blink, and went back out there and played. So Jalen's grown up a lot through, this, through uh, obviously throughout the season. More experience you get, obviously, the, it's the best thing for you. Um, and uh, I, I see that he's got, he's got a high high ceiling. I think he's going to get better as he continues to go, and I see him playing in this league for a long time. Year one to year two for that young kid, how important will that be? I mean, he's got to be oh, wiped out after this all this football that he's played. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. Um, biggest difference, obviously, from the time frame-wise and the rep. I mean, we're playing for over 20 weeks. Um, so that was a huge adjustment for him. He did need a little shock to his system there about halfway through. Uh, you can see he was kind of not hitting a wall, but like, wow, we're, we still got, we were halfway done. Yeah. But to get through this season um, and then go into the off season, and not, not even talking about next year, but to be in the off season program again and have done it and played in this system, um, been through everything. Yeah, I mean, showing up and going to work every single day, taking care of your body. Uh, he'll be a different guy next year, and obviously we hope he's better. Corey, one game to go, beat the Cowboys. Let's finish with a little bit of a smile on our faces. I agree with that. Sunday. Thanks so much for joining us here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and our official team app. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Hi, I'm Bo Allen from the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is the Allen from Bob's Discount Furniture. We named it after Bo. Thanks, Bob. You're the man. It packs some serious power. Power recline, power headrest, and USB ports. Get the sofa or console love seat in dark chocolate or light brown, an untouchable value at only $7.99 each. I don't know how you do it, Bob, but man, do I respect it. You know how players show respect after big games? Nope. We swap jerseys. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give him heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give him the one-two. You tell him, Captain. Let's go out there and we're going to really give him the business. My God, let's sock it to him. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give him a walk. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Be noisy, be silent, be near, be far, be joyful, be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. We are back. It's Eagles 360. Dave and Mike here. Time now to take a look at the Eagles 2017 opponents. The schedule presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Let's take a look at the opponents of 2017, beginning with those coming to Lincoln Financial Field. Mike, what catches your eye? San Francisco 49ers. How about that's, that? That's exciting. The chipper, maybe. That's exciting. Maybe the chipper comes to town if he's still there. Not an easy schedule. The Raiders. Yeah, Raiders, big time. I Great team it. on the rise. You know what? And they are really on the rise. Yep. They lost their quarterback last week, but that is a very good football team out there. I wonder the state of the Arizona Cardinals. Will Larry Fitzgerald be back? Will Carson Palmer come back? Where are the Cardinals in 2017? Yes. Same with. But don't forget, 
Bruce Arians, yeah. outstanding head coach. So even, yeah, they may miss Fitzgerald, some of those guys that you mentioned, but this guy is really good at replenishing and getting guys to do what he needs them to do. All right, opponents on the road for the Eagles. You look at the miles that this team will accrue. We've got trips out to the Los Angeles Rams. We've got trips out to, we think, the San Diego Chargers, although they could be the Los Angeles Chargers, and trips to Seattle and Kansas City. And oh, by the way, Carolina waiting down there. Don't know the state of the team. That is a brutal yeah. road schedule. A lot of traveling, but you get to see Andy Reid. Yeah. Yeah, go out on the west. And I get to go back to North Carolina, so I look forward to that. Um, it's I kinda, all about you, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about me. That's good <laughs> personal here. But the, the West Coast, that's a lot of traveling. That's a lot. And I don't know, if you have they've back-to-back West Coast games, stay do out you there. go out and stay for the week? I'm lobbying for it. I would go Anybody want to listen? I would go for it. How about that. play all three of them out there and just stay for a couple of weeks? No, that would be too much. That would be too much. Okay. Yeah. That's a look at our upcoming schedule in 2017. The, obviously, the exact times and dates will be announced right around the draft in April of 2017. Now we take a look at the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. And instead of digging deep into the Cowboys at 13 and 2, we want to kind of just put the teams side by side and compare. So let's go at the quarterback position first. Cowboys love Dak Prescott. Eagles love Carson Wentz. They're very comparable. And Dak Prescott has such a great supporting cast. So I think it's unfair to compare the two, but everything else equal. I think I'd take Carson Wentz. I think people would agree. Now, running back, a big question mark for the Philadelphia Eagles. Not so in Dallas. Right. Mike, what do you do at running back for this football team? Are you talking about long-term or are you talking about Sunday? I'm talking about long-term. Long-term, I think you have to have a bell cow. I think you have to have a featured running back, and he is the guy that you expect to get the ball 80% of the time. Not this platooning and having a lot of different guys hold that position. Yes, you need a change-up guy time to time. But I think at the running back position, you need to have this one thumper that you count on each and every week, and he can actually be a three-down back. Ezekiel yeah. Elliott, he's a three-down back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He protects when they need him to protect. I think going forward, that's the kind of guy. If you look back in the history when this team was really good, they had a Westbrook who could do it all. They had a Deuce Staley, a guy that could do it all. And I just think that that's the way to go. It's just that the Cowboys got Ezekiel Elliott at the fourth pick overall. I mean, the Eagles use a first-round pick on a running back. The draft is said to be very deep at the running back position. No, I just think they have to be smart in their scouting and go out and find a guy who not only has the ability to run the football, a guy that's durable, and a guy that you can use on third downs. You don't have to bring him off the field all the time on third downs. At wide receiver, the Cowboys still getting it done with a good group led by uh, their number 88, Des Bryant, who's so terrific. Cole Beasley out of the slot, outstanding. Yep. The Eagles using a lot of Jordan Matthews, Mike. And as you look forward, how important is it to get that that big time receiver here? I think you need a you need a someone that's going to scare the defense, and I don't think that the Eagles have that. And I've said that over and over that there's no guy on that roster at that position that you've got to worry about him when they line up when they break the huddle. They need that guy because it's going to make Jordan better. It's going to make the tight ends better. It's going to make the situation for Carson Wentz. So much easier if you've got a threat, and you don't just have a threat, but you've got to take shots down the field. You've got to spread the defense out, and you only do that by taking shots down the field. And then a tight end, Zach Ertz, productive for the Eagles this season. A good threesome 
with Ertz, with Trey Burton, with Brent Selleck. And for the Cowboys, they are still relying on Jason Witten, Mike, the ageless wonder, big workhorse. How do you see those two groups in 2017? Well, I don't know how much longer Jason Witten's got. I don't, he doesn't really threaten you down the middle of the field. So I think when you're playing and you're taking away the outside receivers, um, you hurt the Cowboys passing game. But Cole Beasley, of course, he can beat you on the inside. But Witten, he's just there because he's been there for so long. He's a Hall of Famer, but he's not nearly the guy that he used to be. Both offensive lines, good, although the Cowboys are certainly on the more dominant side. They've yep. been relatively healthy. They lost Lael Collins early in the season at guard. Ronald Leary has stepped in there. Um, I think, Mike, the Eagles can't forget about the offensive line in the offseason. I know they love Vitae. I know they love Sayamalo. Just make sure you're not only good, right. but great up front. Well, I think they did a really good job in this past offseason with bringing those guys in. Vitae is going to be a really good player. Sayamalo is going to be a really good player. But I think you're right. They have to bring in – they have to make sure that they have not just their starting five, but they've got two guys behind them that could be starters as well. And that's what they have in Dallas. Dallas has invested a lot of money in their offensive line. Mm -hmm. uh, the first-round picks, they've got three of them on their offensive line. And that's kind of how you build. You build from the inside out. And that's what they've been able to do. And so now that they've got the line established, they've been able to pull in a deck. They've been able to get Ezekiel Elliott and Des Bryant on the outside and then just fill in at the other spots because they've got that solid up front. So you're right. The Eagles have to... Make sure that they're bringing these young guys along, but at the same time, make sure that they're getting stronger at each of those positions. Interesting on the defensive side of the football, the Cowboys, just a wonderful job by coordinator Rod Marinelli with a group that has had some injuries, not a huge amount of star power, particularly in the front seven other than Sean Lee. And yet, Mike, they are really playing good, solid, physical football, yep. which makes the Cowboys a very legitimate threat to go to the Super Bowl. Well, listen, when you can stop the run, and the Cowboys are the best in the National Football League at stopping the run, uh, some 80 yards or so that they're allowing in the run game, um, that makes you a real tough defense. So now teams are going to be forced to try and throw the football, and they have pass rushes now. They're getting a lot more out of David Irving, young guy, and Randy Gregory came back two weeks ago or played for the first time last week. So they're getting a lot more heat on the quarterback. I think they have 34 sacks to this point, and they're getting better in that area. They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Oh, let's hope they go out. Please, no Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Uh, there's our look at the Cowboys and the Eagles, a little side-by-side. -side. We've got more to get to here on Eagles 360. We'll set you up with Amoroso's on the menu segment, show you what we've got on Thursday. But when we return, enough of the words. Time for the numbers. Stats only is next. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rothman at Jefferson. The Eagles and Rothman Institute at Jefferson are partnering to celebrate the top high school football teams and coaches in the tri-state area with the High School Football Showdown. Visit the website to vote for the game of the week and support your school. Check back daily for new matchups. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. Love me tender. Love me sweet. The stronger the love, 
the greater the responsibility. But you don't have to do it alone. Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future. Because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge. You say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. We welcome you back. Now time for Mike and I to step aside. Alex Smith and Stats Only is next. Hi everyone, I'm Alex Smith and welcome back to another edition of Stats Only. And today we're going to start things off by looking at the Eagles special teams, a unit that continues to make play after play throughout the season. And that was once again the case in Thursday night's win over the Giants. Early in the third, Donnie Jones booms a 55-yard punt towards Giants return man Dwayne Harris, and the coverage team makes sure that Harris has absolutely nowhere to go. Jalen Watkins is the first to get down the field, hitting a top speed of 21.3 miles per hour, the fastest speed of any Eagle on the night, and the equivalent of a 3.83 40-yard dash at the combine. And just as a matter of reference, the fastest time ever recorded by the fastest man alive, Usain Bolt, is just about six miles an hour faster than what Watkins hit on Thursday. Watkins is the first one to the ball, but it's Terrence Brooks and Nigel Bradham who team up to make the play with each player hitting over 20 miles per hour. The real story here though is the ground covered as Watkins, Brooks, and Bradham combine to cover over 211 yards on the play, which of course is double the size of the playing field from goal line to goal line. The big play on offense for the Eagles came from Nelson Aguilar, who was able to put some of his prior struggles behind him and left the Giants chasing him down for a 40-yard touchdown strike. Aguilar's long TD extended the Eagles' lead in the first half, and his ability to accelerate off the line had a big part to do with it. Aguilar sprints 20 yards down the field in 3.46 seconds before the ball ever leaves Carson Wentz's hand. After the ball is released, Aguilar tracks the ball the final 17 yards in just about 2.1 seconds. Nelson hits a top speed of 20.95 miles per hour on the play, which would be fast enough for him to run from the Novacare complex to City Hall in just 10 minutes, something that would take the average runner nearly a half hour to do. And we'll close things out by taking a look at Malcolm Jenkins' pick six, a play that swung the momentum into the Eagles' favor early in Thursday night's win. Jenkins reads the play beautifully and picks off Eli Manning over the middle of the field. And from there, he has a caravan of players with him to help lead the way to the end zone. Jenkins leads the way, covering a total of 58.95 yards on the play. But Jordan Hicks and Jalen Watkins also cover over 50 yards each. And all three players 
reach a speed of at least 16.79 miles per hour. The trio covers 163 yards on the play, which is the equivalent distance of a 490-foot home run, which was the second longest homer of the season in the majors last season, coming off the bat of Miami's Giancarlo Stanton. All right, well, that will wrap things up for this week's edition of Stats Only, but we'll see you back here in 2017. Have a happy new year, everyone, and thanks for joining us right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thank you so much, Alex. We've got one segment to get to, and we will do that in just one moment when we return. Mike and I some final thoughts and a look ahead on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official app for Thursday. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right checking from Santander Bank. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Our final segment here on Eagles 360, Mike Quick, Dave Spadaro. Uh, let's get you caught up. I want to hear some final thoughts about the importance of this game, the Eagles, all of that good stuff. But first, our Amorosos on the menu segment for you for Thursday. Glenn Macnow, his bold predictions for Sunday's game. Behind enemy lines, we go into the world of the 13-2 bleh, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and we've got our Eagles Live podcast, the final of this regular season. Uh, we will, of course, keep you updated throughout the offseason. Amoroso's the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Well, Mike, what's the significance here of beating the Cowboys? It's another game, and it's a game in your division. It's the NFL, and the guys playing in this league should feel privileged to play in the National Football League. Um, there are a lot of reasons to play well, play your best football. They train so hard, Dave, in the offseason. The offseason begins on Monday. And they've got such a long period before they can get to do what they love to do once again. That, to me, is a reason to play all out, to give it everything that you have in that final game because you know that it's going to be the end of July, August, before you actually strap it on and get, get serious and physical again. And we all hope that the same environment that was here for Thursday night, that great environment at Lincoln Financial Field, the fans were yep. there. They filled the stadium. They stayed in their seats to the very end of the game and certainly helped to the Eagles, as evidenced by that Giants false start late in the fourth quarter. We see that on Sunday as the new year comes into play, and the Cowboys and the Eagles square off once again. 
Mike Quick, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Great sir. job this year. Thank you very much. We'll Thank you. listen to you on Sunday with Merrill, Dave Spadaro. Thanks for joining us. Until tomorrow, have yourselves a great Eagles day.